Surely it is good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. It's good. Them songs were just beautiful songs. Every one of them had a message in it. And uh, I think these singers and these instrument players, and piano players, I think they need a, need a hand. A hand appreciation. A hand appreciation. Thank you. Good to have Josh's mom and dad with him back there. I asked him if he's Josh's brother, so... Uh, but it's his dad. And so I told him, I said, when you go home, I said, you see Josh, I said, you tell him a preacher wanted to know if you and him were uh, brothers. So uh, that'll make him feel good. <laughs> I didn't know who it was when he came in, and, uh, and then they, they told me who it was, and I'm mistaken for somebody else. But we're glad to have you all with us tonight. And during this pandemic time here, I wish you would just move on out and go back to where it belongs, and that's below, you know, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll do the best we can tonight, and said, I do believe now, Rick, I've got a kidney stone instead of something else there. Uh, this morning, I couldn't hardly get around when I got up, but then when I got to church, it got to feeling better. When I got done preaching, I felt good, and then I got home, and then it hit again, so uh, let's just pray. So, if I squall out, it might not be just a, a shout, you know, because I feel good. But, uh, but anyway, God's going to take care of you. I, how many believe God's going to take care of you? Now, I know you. If you have your Bible, stand with me tonight. Look in, uh, look in Acts chapter 3. Look with me in Acts chapter 3 tonight. And I was sitting there today and I was reading. And I've read and read and read. And uh, I thought... I'd preach here, and I thought I'd preach there, and I just thought I'd just preach about anywhere. But uh, this afternoon, just before church time, while I was reading, and I just opened the Bible, and it fell out. And I didn't feel that God had wanted me to preach any of them others tonight, but I do know that God sent me here tonight. Go ahead. If I was going to preach tonight, right here's where I was going to preach at. Chapter 3. Would well, be all right if I preach it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said this morning, you know, that uh, when you act, when you didn't have nothing, but you'd get something. All right, John chapter, Acts chapter 3. Sometimes I do that to see if I've got their attention or if they're paying attention. I'm sneaky. If you think I ain't, you ask your daughter in law back there. Uh, she was over here one night singing, Josh's wife, and I think that's before they got married, uh, just before they got married. And I said, God, I smell somebody's feet. Man, we had a crowd here. because I'd seen she didn't have no shoes on, you know. So I wrote her about that. But uh, anyway, we love Josh and his wife. And the Bible says in verse 1, chapter 3 of the book of Acts, Now Peter and John went up together. And to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask the alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking alms. Verse 4 And Peter fastened his eyes. Upon him with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. 
Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Verse 7, And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which set for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as a lame man which was healed, Help Peter and John, all the people ran together and to them in the porch that it called Solomon's greatly wandered. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power, our holiness, we had made this man to walk? Rick, acts the blessing on the reading of the word, brother. Most gracious, loving Heavenly Father, Father. Have your way tonight, Jesus. God, Lord, for this word, Father. Been yes, Lord. Lord. Pray tonight, Lord God, that you take this word, Father, and give our, give our, give our preacher tonight, dear God, Lord, the words, Father, he needs tonight, Lord. Help us, Father, Lord. Pray, Lord God, that that anointing fall upon us Touch tonight, this Lord. thing tonight, Jesus. We bind it. I pray, Lord God, that you just pass by their heart tonight, Lord God, and if there's anyone here tonight, Lord God, that's struggling, Father, that don't know you or... Whatever the troubles may be, dear God, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you just touch them. Yes, Lord. Just knock on their hearts mm. tonight, Lord. Father, we just praise you tonight, and we thank you, Lord, for the blessing, Father, that you give us each day. And, Father, we just praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I know I preached this sometime a long time ago, but as I was reading and studying it this afternoon, I learned something that I didn't really know. But I want to go back over there prior to what was taking place here when Peter and John went together into the temple. Now over at the beginning of the book of Acts, you know, when Jesus walked with the disciples at the age of the city, and he told them to go on in there, to go into the upper room, and to tarry there, which meant to stay there, until they received the promise. So, the promise that they would receive was what God told them that they would receive when He got to heaven, He would send it back, which was the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Now, until this time, as Jesus told them to go in the upper room, the disciples had been with the Lord. They'd walk with him, talk with him, slept with him, fish with him, seen many healings that take place. So they went there to the upper room, Brother Rick, and they went there expecting something, but they had never had before. They were expecting, but they didn't know what, and I'm sure they wonder, well, how will we know when we receive it? How will we know when he comes to us? But the Bible said it's all in the upper room. I believe about 120 of them was in the upper room. And the Bible said there's in one place and all in one mind and one accord. 
They was all there expecting something. How many of you come expecting something tonight? And they were there, Brother Bill, and they were expecting something. They didn't know what. But they knew that Jesus said that he was going to send it. And the Bible said it's all gathered together there, 120. They were all one place, one accord, one mind. And they're all praying. And they were all looking and waiting for whatever it was to come to come. And the Bible said all at once, here it came. And the Bible said when it hit, it was like a mighty rushing wind. It was the Holy Ghost. They didn't know anything about it. They didn't know anything about it. But the Bible said when it came, that they were all filled. The Bible said that to begin to speak in another tongue, you know, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I don't know, but just reading it, I just sensed, Brother John, that they was having a time in that upper room that night when the promise came to them. I believe they was having a time there when it hit them. I believe they was doing a little shouting, hey man. I don't believe that this man here was the only one when he got a touch from God. Uh, I don't believe he was the only one jumping and leaving. I believe that 120 up in that upper room, uh, I believe they began to dance a little bit too. Amen. And the Bible said they was gathered together underneath them there in that upper room. Men from different places that spoke different languages. And the Bible said they all heard their language spoke to an understanding. And some of them said they were drunk, their own new wine. And Peter, hearing that, stood up and said, No, they're not, as you seem to think, uh, on new wine had just been three o'clock this afternoon. They had received that promise. The promise of the Holy Ghost and the promise of eternal life. You remember when it was when you got saved, how many remember the way it was when you got saved? How many remembers when the Holy Ghost passed by you, convicted you of your sins? Uh, how, many, how many remembers when you got down in the hall or somewhere or another, if it's in the woods, bathroom, bedroom, church, wherever it's at? How many remembers how good it felt uh, when the Holy Spirit came in to you and you hear that voice, you're forgiven? How many remembers that day? I remember, I remember it very well, says, uh, that day that he saved me. I didn't dance right then uh, at the meal, but I, I got up and, and I knew there'd been a change in me. Uh, all I could do was cry when I went home, went in, and all I could do was cry. My wife it did not know what was wrong with me. She thought somebody had said something to hurt my feelings, and she ought to know better than that because I wouldn't have been crying because... I'd have tuck it up another way. And she said, well, are you sick? And I said, no, I'm not sick. I didn't say it. I couldn't say it. I just shook my head. And you know, I didn't shout maybe for two or three days down the road. Uh, and man, then I got another good dose of it. Uh, and I cut loose shouting back in 1983. Uh, and hey, man, I've not quit shouting yet. Hey, why? Because I've got something uh, to shout about. Uh, just like the old song says, uh, I've got something to praise God about. Uh, people act like today they ain't got nothing to praise God for. Amen. 
If you've been saved and your sins have been put under the blood, we all ought to be a shouting hallelujah. Amen. We all ought to be a shouting. We all ought to be a dancing a little bit. I still do it a little bit every now and then, Mark. But the older I get, it seems like the harder it is to pick them up and set them down. I can still do it when that same spirit passes by me uh, as it passes by them in the upper room. Uh, it'll make you dance. I don't care how old you are. Uh, it'll make you act funny. I don't care how old you are. Amen. Most of all, it'll make you not ashamed for somebody else to see you either. What do we come expecting for tonight? What do we come expecting tonight? So the Bible said that the new church began, the mega church began, there and old Peter stood up and gave a message. And after this, the Bible said there in verse uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 46, it said, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread, from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praise, verse 47, it said, Praising God and having favor with all the people, uh, and the Lord added to the church daily uh, such as should be saved. Let me tell you something. I'll, how many believe we need revival in the land today? How many believe we need revival in our homes today? How many believe we need revival in our own hearts today? You see, revival's going to start uh, with you and with me. Amen. Uh, it's going to start right here if, if we have revival. Uh, all we sit back and we talk about it uh, and say we need to have one. Uh, I'll tell you the kind of revivals I've been in before uh, down over the years uh, is a revival that we didn't plan one. Uh, they just happened. Amen. Uh, them the best kind. Uh, let God have His one. Uh, and you know we can have revival anytime. Uh, we don't just have to wait to have revival services. Uh, we can have revival anytime uh, that we come into God's house uh, because He's the same God uh, and the same Lord. Uh, amen. At both kinds. Amen. I have revival sometimes, Johnny, sitting up there in my bean patch. Uh, I've told you all about it. I guess some of you thought I was drunk when I fell off my bean bucket, but I wasn't drunk. Uh, I just missed the bucket. <laughs> I'm glad my wife didn't see it, and I'm glad some of you nosy people wasn't around with them video to video it. <laughs> but here they were. So I, you see, old Peter and John, they was in that meeting. They was in that meeting of Pentecost. They were there. They experienced what happened. So it's easy for me to see that they was wanting to get back into the temple to pray. And the Bible said that Peter and John went up together and to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, which was three o'clock in the afternoon. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Their day started at six, so three o'clock, you know, it had been in the afternoon. So these old boys just went up there as they usually did to break bread and, and drink and all of this, of the, of the fruit. But the Bible said, and I've often wondered, Mark, I've often wondered. The Bible said they went up there daily to do it. And the Bible also says that that man that was crippled, I believe some around 40 years old or somewhat like that. 
The Bible said they took him and laid him there at the gate every day. Every day, daily. And so, but this is the only account of it. Here in Acts, that Peter and John intervened with this man. And people there every day, and they went up there every day, up into the temple there. You'd have thought that they had seen this man before then. You hang on to that thought. Hang on to that thought. But you see, God don't work on my time limit and your time limit. God works on God's time limit. He don't do it your way and my way. God does it His way. Aren't you glad of that tonight? So here old Peter and John, they went walking up into the temple, minding their own business. And the Bible said this man called out and they looked at him and he held out his hand there and he asked him for alms. That was a little money. A little money. That man, see, he went there expecting a little money. He didn't go there expecting nothing else. Didn't ask for nothing else. All he asked for was a little money to get him something to eat with. The only way that he had to survive at his age. And the Bible said in verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked the knob. They were about to enter the inn, and he probably thought, well, I better get them boys before they get inside. And Peter... And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And we would say, Rick, look at us. Look at us. The man, I believe, was sitting there with his hand up looking at them, expecting some money to be laid in their hands. And he evidently was ashamed because he was a beggar and he had his head bowed, and that's why Peter and God said, Hey, said, look at us. Look up here at us. And I don't know what that man was expecting unless he was expecting to see some money, but they didn't have no money. They didn't have no money. And the Bible said in verse 5, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I don't have any money. I'm feeling in my pockets, Mark. I don't have any money to give to you. But I tell you what I can give you tonight. I, I can give you some words from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I can share that with you tonight. That's better than money. Amen. That's better than money. If you've got Jesus, you're rich tonight, church. Uh, if you've got Jesus, you don't need nothing else. Uh, why? Because He's got it all. We go everywhere on the word about if we ain't got a billfold full of money and a bank full of money and ain't got a tank full of gas and we ain't got hamburger meat in the refrigerator and beans in the kettle cook. We worry about everything. We need to quit worrying about what we ain't got and praising God for what we have got. 
<laughs> I'm looking around over this crowd tonight, and I don't think none of us, that's including myself, don't look like we've missed a meal, too many meals. Amen. Amen, brother. You know, it's a pretty bad thing. I walk a lot, I did, and still do some, but I, I, I'd walk. I would walk, I'd run, trot, whatever, I'd exercise. <laughs> and I got to thinking one day, I wouldn't have to do all this if I would just quit glutton. <laughs> I wouldn't have to quit exercising if I would just slow down on my eating. Slow down on my eating and exercise less. That ain't never happened yet, and changes are it won't, because I love to eat too much. But this man came expecting something. And sometimes, Mark, and I, I come into God's house, and I'll sit up here on Sunday morning, people start coming in and coming in and coming in, and I ought to sit up here, Johnny, and I, I sit up here tonight. Sit up here tonight, and I looked at some of them is coming in here, and I just thought, Lord, what, what, did they, what are they expecting tonight? What are they expecting tonight? See, so too many times we come to church and we don't expect anything. Amen. Amen. We just do it out of habit or we do it out of something, I don't know. But we go and we don't go expecting nothing. And you know, when we do that, when we go to God's house, knowing what the Bible says that we need to do, we need to enter His house with thanksgiving and praise. Amen. We need to enter his house with praise. He said, lift up them people's hands that hang down, lift them up and give me praise. We've got so righteous, sometimes I think, you know, we've got so righteous that we don't want to raise our hands up. Oh, man. Uh oh, brother. <coughs> we don't want to worship the Lord in spirit. Oh, we want to worship the Lord the way we want to worship the Lord. And we think if we just come to church and get up and sing or get up and preach a little rigor or get up and teach or whatever, we think that that's all that's required of us. Amen. But that ain't what the Bible says. When I go to God's house, I want to feel something. Amen. When I go to God's house, when I leave here tonight, I want to know I've been in God's house. I want to know that I have had something that I came expecting. I, I came expecting a blessing tonight. And praise God, I'm receiving a blessing tonight. Hallelujah. See, if we come expecting, we're going to receive. If we don't come expecting, chances are we're not going to receive. That's why sometimes people come to church, Brother Johnny, they come to church, and they'll say, well, I didn't get nothing out of Sunday school. I didn't get nothing out of singing. I sure didn't get nothing out of that old preacher this morning. You didn't come expecting anything. If you're expecting me to give you something, you're wrong. Hey, man. But if you're expecting God to give you something, and you come and you put forth an effort, how many believe you're going to receive it? Jesus said, we have not because we ask not. He also said, the reason for it, receive not, because we asked it upon our own lust. We asked it on what we want. There you go, brother. The reason a lot of churches today, the doors is closing, 
And the reason on these night services, uh, and I've said if there's two or three people come on Sunday night, I will not close the doors onto this church because uh, you never know who's going to walk in the door. I've seen it time and time and time again. And some say, well, this pandemic, we're just having church on Sunday morning. Uh, I've always had it Monday, Sunday, Wednesday, uh, and Sunday nights. And I'll still do it as long as God will give me breath and as long as you people will come. He's the same in any church. He's the same in any service. That same God was here this morning. That same God's here tonight. That same God is here tonight will be the same God when tonight. Matter of fact, this same God is here tonight. If you want to, you can take Him with you and He'll be with you tomorrow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Amen. I'd hate to know that the only time uh, that I could talk to God uh, was on Sunday morning. Uh, I'd hate to think the only time uh, I could praise God uh, was on Sunday morning. Uh, I can praise God uh, anywhere and any time uh, I want to praise God. Amen. Amen, brother. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think what's happened at the praises that went out of the churches uh, is people has forgot to praise uh, or they've got too lazy to praise. Uh, it's got to be one, two, one of the two of them. I love to praise God. He is worthy to be praised, Brother Mike. My goodness, what this morning I preached that message. I know a lot of you thought, what in the world? Why didn't he finish it up? What's he talking about? I love... I love Jesus because. I believe we've took God for granted in the past. How many, how many agree with that? I believe we've took God for granted. I believe we've got self-satisfied. And I believe God just said, enough's enough. You show me what you can do, and then I'll show you what I can do. If we would come to God's house and praise Him, yeah. it's no telling what would happen. Amen. I mean, really praise Him. But people don't come expecting that anymore. Exactly, and these kind of people that don't come expecting that, that I don't care what you do or who does it, you can't please them and you can't satisfy them. Yeah. I got news for her, Ricky. I don't preach the gospel to please people. I preach the gospel to please Jesus God, Christ. Amen. Amen. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If people don't want to hear me, they can... Well, if you're listening to the radio, you shut me off. If you listen to the internet, you shut me off. If you come to church and you don't want to hear me, that's your problem, not mine. Because I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to preach the Word. The Bible says, if you know the Word, the Word will set you free. The Bible says we need to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer only. Here old Peter and John, they went up to they went up that temple. They went up there. They was expecting to go in and pray as they usually did every day when they was there. That's what they was expecting to do. That man that was stuck there every day, all he expected was just enough money to get his supper with. That's all they expect. So see, neither one of them were really expecting a whole lot. Till God intervened. And the Bible said, He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. 
Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, Rise up and walk. I'll tell you what. People say, well, people say, yeah, that faith, that faith was what healed him. Some people say, well, that faith that Peter and John has what healed him. The Bible don't say the, the Bible don't say one word about this, this man here went there having faith that he was going to be healed. They did one thing says here about Peter and John having faith that this man's healed. You know what faith is tonight? Come on, brother. Let me tell you what faith, what it said faith is. Faith is believing God concerning what he has said, knowing God's will and then acting on it. The man was healed because God willed him as a sign and then because Peter acted on what God's Spirit witnessed to him. Did you, did you get that? How many got that? How many understand that? See, that man was healed not because he had the faith, but he worked, Peter, he worked because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke to Peter, and he just acted naturally. Sometimes if we'll mind the Holy Spirit, uh, a lot of things can happen. Hey, man, we can see a lot more happen if we'll mind the Holy Spirit. And Peter minded the Holy Spirit. He acted upon that healing because he just reached out and told him, silver and gold, I don't have anything. I believe the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit that he had just received there in that upper room. I believe the Holy Spirit. Johnny spoke to him and said, no, uh, no, you don't have no silver and gold. Uh, but boy, I'll just give you something worth a whole lot more. Uh, you reach down and get that man with a hand uh, that's been crippled and you tell him to stand up. Uh, and can you imagine old Peter? He acted then on faith, hey man. Uh, and he reached down and he got him with a hand. said, I don't have no silver and gold. I don't have no money. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, God just said I had something. Uh, it's better than silver and gold. Uh, reached down and got him and said, stand up. Uh, and the boy of the Bible said, stood up. How many believe that tonight? Amen. Said, stand up. Get up. And the Bible said that man stood up. Could you imagine? After being crippled for 40 years, point that away, being crippled that long, couldn't walk, had to dress, somebody had to bring him down there and throw him out at the gate. How many times did he sit there, stuck that hand up, begging? Probably in the rain, sleet, and snow as we think about it. How many times? And he just went there expecting a little bit, just a little bit. But buddy, he got something that day. Amen. If people would come expecting a little bit, you'd be surprised what God would do for you. Be surprised what God would do for you. I think of the little woman over in the book of uh, over in the book of Kings. That the old prophet come by, well, Elijah, I believe it was, came by. And this little woman, she was out there. She gathered up some sticks. And old Elijah sat down and went up to her and he said, Woman, he said, What have you in the house there? What do you got in the house there? I'm hungry. I made a trip. I'm on a journey. And she said, All we have is just a little bit of. Flour, a little bit of meal. 
and just a little cruise of oil, just a little bottle with a little oil in it, which was costly. Just for me and my sons, that's all we got. Well, that's all right. Go fix you and your son some, but first fix me some. Can you imagine what that little woman thought? Can you imagine what that little woman thought? Well, sir, I just told you that I just had enough for me and these kids to make us a little cake out of. That's all I've got. And then we're just going to die. No, no, you go fix me some first. So she went and fixed it. And some little cakes. And the Bible said it. Other place I said, all I've got just a little oil in the house. That's all right. So I'll tell you what do. You send your sons to the neighbors. You go to all your neighbors all around about. You gather up every vessel that you can find that's empty. Just gather it up and bring it to the house. Take it in the house. Set it down. That one's probably thinking, this man's crazy. This man's crazy. So go do it. Bring that little thing Come on, brother. And they, t- they went out and they gathered up all the tubs and the whatever, you know, pans that they could get. And that man of God said, now then, said, start pouring out that little cruise of oil. She probably thought, man, this man's a nut. He's a nut. And she started pouring. She poured up one big vessel. Filled one, filled another. And then filled up another and then another. Then another one. I got a feeling about the fourth or fifth when she was getting excited. <laughs> See, she wasn't expecting that. She wasn't expecting that. And the Bible said she Come on, brother. filled them all up. Well, I said, fill up the rest of them. She said, there ain't no more. I filled them all up out of that little crew. Ain't it something, church, that God can take a little bit and make a whole lot out of it? He can take a little bit and make a whole lot out of it. <laughs> it's amazing, Brother Mark, what he took with me because I was not worthy of anything. But look what he took and made out of me. And after 20-some years behind a pulpit, I still don't feel worthy to be here. But he thought so. And I'm glad that he did. This man, that little woman said, they're all full. They're all full. Let's get back here. The man said, said, stand up. And the man stood up and the Bible said, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. How many thinks he had something to praise God for? After sitting there for 40 years, couldn't walk uh, in all kind of weather, begging for money. Uh, amen. And, and he had something to praise God for. Well, let me tell you, church, we've got something to praise God for tonight, too. Uh, we've got everything to praise God for. I praise God tonight for a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food on my table. I praise God for a chef, for a good wife over here, and a good sister over here, and a good brother here, and a good brother there, and a church that loves me, and a church that I love. I'm blessed. We're blessed here at Bloomington Chapel. Amen. We're all blessed. Amen. Amen brother. And we need to act like we're blessed. Amen. Amen. When we come into God's house, we need to lift our hands 
and say, Thank you, Lord. I've made it another week, another night. Every night when you get my age, when you go to bed at night, you're going to say, Lord, thank you for letting me see another sun go down. And if you wake up the next morning, when the first thing I do and I open my eyes and see that I'm alive, I said, Lord, I thank you for seeing the light of another day. He is worthy to be praised in thy church. Worthy to be praised. And the people saw this man, and all the people saw him. And they knew, they knew that it was him which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto them. I would have been, if I'd have seen something like that, I'd have, I'd have been filled with wonder and amazement too. Amen. I would have. In verse 11, and as the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together and to them, and the poets that is called Solomon's greatly wonder. Listen to verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk. See, that's what a lot of preachers are looking for today. They're looking for God's praise. Amen. They're looking for God's praise. And these people here was ready to give it to them. Notice what old Peter said. He said, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And you killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead. Whereof we are witnesses, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. Verse 16, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness, in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I know that through ignorance ye did hit, as did also your fathers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all the prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted, and your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Aren't you glad for the refreshments from the Lord? Amen, brother. I'm glad that I get refreshed every morning, Sister Junetta. <laughs> I'm glad when I wake up in the morning, God's got to refresh me sometimes before I get out of bed. I'm so still. But all we got to do is just start thanking God for waking up that day and telling Him how much you love Him and showing Him the way.
You know, these people, this man was healed, not because of his faith, but because of obedience of the Holy Spirit that came through Peter and John. That's how he got up and walked. I'm glad today that I know this man called Jesus. I'm glad today that I know that he's alive. Sister Sherry sung that song earlier. My God's not dead. How many believe that your God is alive today? He's alive today. Tonight, I know there's not a real big crowd here tonight, but we want to thank everyone for coming out tonight. We invite the visitors to come back and be with us anytime. And if there's somebody here tonight that needs to pray, this altar is open. This altar is open. Stand with us tonight as they come and they sing a song tonight.
without you holding my hand. Mountains too high and a valley too wide. Down on my knees, that's where I learned to stand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. When I look around to see the good thing He does for me, I know I'm unworthy of them all But His blessing He really gives they owe My life to Him I've got so much to thank him for Now I've got so much to thank him for So much to praise him for You see, he had been so good to me And when I think of what he's done he brought me from I've got so much to thank him for now sometimes while on my way I stop to kneel and say thank you Lord for all you've done for me and someday so much to thank him for now I've got so much to thank him for so much to praise him for you see he has been so good to me and when I think of what he's done he brought me from I've got so much to thank him for now I've got so much to thank him for so much to praise him for you see he has been so good to me and when I think